Is there such a thing as a traveler? Not a Delta. Because we know on one flight, Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. While on the flight after, 8C is occupied by Jen, whose favorite snack is tea. That's why we provide fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members. Because at Delta, we know. Refill? Everyone flies their own way. Delta. Keep climbing. Free Wi-Fi available on most domestic flights. Terms of use apply. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Ask me, ask Eliza anything, it's time to ask. Ask me all your questions, leave them in the Instagram Holidays are coming up. Uh, it's that weird time of year, right? So it's, I always feel like Halloween, I always feel like Thanksgiving kind of gets the short end of the stick. Like, and everybody knows this, but I was the first one to think this. Halloween <laughs> ends like, like midnight 01, November 1st. And people are like, jingle bells. Like Thanksgiving, they're like, yeah, let's eat this food. But you're, Thanksgiving and dinner and Thanksgiving dinner and Christmas dinner are the same dinner. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. In a Christian household, it's the same dinner. I think you're supposed to have ham on Christmas, maybe. I feel like if you're British, it could be a Christmas goose. And people do ham or people do duck or people do what? I mean, I don't have Christmas dinner. I used to have a joke about how Thanksgiving dinner and Christmas dinner are the same dinner. One involves the oppression of a people. One involves the birth of a savior. You know, it goes great with both. Cranberry sauce. It's an, even that punchline someone else gave me. And I never thought it was that funny, but... It's a nice opener while you figure out what else you want to say in the comedy store at like one in the morning. Um, I feel like we need the holidays more than ever given this pandemic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But doesn't it, always, doesn't it also kind of feel like, okay, well, what are we going to do for these? You know, it's, it's more the relief and hopefully people will be nicer to each other while we socially distance. We, we still need the warmth of the, we need an excuse to drink cinnamon. Hmm. That's what you need and get cozy. Uh, pro tip for those of you listening. There is a Scandinavian word. I think it's Swedish. Uh, and it's hig, spelled H-Y-G-G-E. Mm-hmm. And I followed the hig hashtag on Instagram and also hig life on Instagram. And hig is basically just like this feeling of like coziness. You've talked about it before. I have. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, it's a nice refresher. But I think yeah, I said hig though. And I, I come so. to find out it's hig, which is an ugly word, which is not cozy. Mm-hmm. But uh, do it right now. Type it in and you'll just, it's just replete with images of like warm blankets and hot chocolate and cute fireplaces and it makes you feel good in this fiery hell of a landscape we call our country mm. at the moment. Hig. <laughs> Kick it. Hi, Liza. I'm a 26-year-old female and I've never dated. I have a good job, a small but good group of friends, and I volunteer regularly. I had an eating disorder for 10 years and lifelong anxiety. Yes, I've done therapy. Wait, which way was the eating disorder? It does not say. Was it, was it you ate too much or you ate too little? Okay, it, it does matter. 
Uh, yes, I've done therapy. I worked two jobs in college, yes, so I've meeting people was limited. My parents had a very painful divorce and I was my mom's caregiver for a while. I feel like I missed the part of life when you start being interested in dating. The people in my life are curious about it, but the reality is it was never something I was focused on and no one I liked ever asked. When people ask if I'm seeing anyone, I usually just say it's not a priority and change the subject. Why? Is it really Why so that? weird that this hasn't been a part of my life? Should no. I force myself to try just because I'm getting older and it what? will just be weird? to have my first relationship in my 30s if I do decide it's something I want? What can I say when people bring it up? What's happening? You're 26? Mm-hmm. I've noticed a common theme and I feel like I probably felt this way in my 20s. You, It's like these statements, these like all-encompassing like, and it's never happened. And will I ever be in love? Because it's everything so, like in high school, you know, when you watch like high school, like Riverdale, it's like, oh, the stakes have never been higher in high school. You're 26. It's totally cool that you've never had a real relationship. Mm-hmm. The idea of waiting four years for what? Everybody has specific circumstances and you were dealing with your mom. And you were sick for a little while. You don't have to think about it. it people, what are, what are they asking her? If she's in a relationship? Yeah, they think it's weird that she hasn't dated, but it hasn't been a priority for her. That's okay. And you don't owe anybody an explanation. Are you dating anyone? No, single. Do you know anyone? That's it. Maybe, mm-hmm. I don't think you're asexual, but like just because you haven't done something doesn't mean you won't. Mm-hmm. I had never dated someone for more than a year. That doesn't mean that I eventually didn't do that. I did. And I got married and that was that. So just keep in mind that in your 20s, things are still forming and ever changing and you're still forming your opinions and your fears and your likes and all those things. So if you, in your heart of hearts, I think you do want to date someone, so you should be open to it. Hey, you dating anyone? No. Do you know anyone? Get on an app. Or just think about it. Like, mm-hmm. who cares what happened before? You don't have to let the facts and actions of the past define the future. But that's it. I don't. I. I feel like girls have this need to be like, can I decide how it will be forever? Mm-hmm. It's not going to. We all have these fantasies. You're like, you're mad. You're like, I'm never going to talk to that friend ever again, and they're going to feel real bad. Ring, ring. Hey, friend. <laughs> <laughs> just, you don't have to. These absolutes are absolutely unnecessary. What? Ring, ring. Was that what got ring, you? Ring, hey, the, friend. Hey, friend. It's me, Emily. <laughs> it Please does sound me. like an impression of me. I mean, <laughs> it's most of my act at this point. <laughs> Here is me imitating you. <laughs> okay, anonymous. Hi, Liza and Emily. Me and a girlfriend of mine were starting to become very close to each other Uh-oh. last month. Kissy. I was telling her everything about my life, feelings, and problems. I was be- being completely honest with her, and she told me that she was doing the same. One night she called me and told me that she and my ex-boyfriend have been (gasps) getting involved for the past two months and that she is in love with him. She said that she didn't tell me earlier because she didn't know how things were going to go between them and she didn't know how to tell me and wanted to resolve her issues with herself before telling me. What does that mean? I understand that this is a delicate subject for her, but I am hurt and upset. For a month, I thought that we were developing a true friendship based on honesty, but she was omitting and lying to my face. She said that she was honest with all the other things and that this was just one topic, but this caused such a snowball of lies. She was making up that she liked other guys and said that she didn't feel anything for this ex of mine when she did. I'm not upset that they're together. I'm upset that she broke my trust. I tried to understand her point of view, but I don't think that this insecurity of hers should go over honesty in our friendship. What should I do? Should I forgive her? Am I being selfish? Love you, Eliza. You inspire me a lot. Please have more dates in Europe. Uh, I'm doing what I can. Uh, do you live in a small rural village in the Alps? Mm-hmm. I don't 
like it's such a big world out there. So this feels like you're a student or you live in a very, like, it's just odd. I guess I was to say Corona, but if you're living in Europe, like, why does this person only have access to your ex-boyfriend? He, yeah, here's the thing. Let's assume, which I don't know if this is true for you, but I'm sorry, I'm burping. And I had tuna. I had tuna sandwich. <laughs> I, had, I had tuna sandwich and I gave some to my dog. And now she's sleeping. Uh, um, let's assume you really are okay with it, which is rare. But let's say you are, which I don't believe. But let's say you are, which is probably not true or it's impossible. But let's say you are. It is the fact that she lied to you. And I think she will probably have a hard time thinking it's just that. She's thinking like, oh, you're actually just jealous. You're not okay with it. Ask yourself if you really are okay with it. And I wonder what was misconstrued about you that she felt the need to lie. You know, like to know someone really well would be to assume how they would feel about this. So I wonder if, you don't know each other as well as you think. I think you also really wanted to be friends with her and you were, you know, it, it hurts to have a betrayal like this. I think it's a character flaw on her part. And mm. you guys also, this smacks of being very young. Um, so you're going to be reticent to want to share with this person. You'll never get your friendship back the way that it was. And it's not like you have this long history of like being best friends and she kind of just fucked up. Um and the fact that it wasn't just like a lie, it was a multiple lies uh, that, that begot multiple lies. I think you have to dig deep and really decide, do I care that she's with this ex truly? Like, does that bother you? And if you don't, if that's fine, is this someone you want to keep sharing with? Mm-hmm. It's going to look like you're sour grapes and butthurt regardless, even if you're not. But- it is tough to regain that trust. And by the way, she could have lied about something else and you still would be as upset. Right. She's so, just a liar. Yeah, that's odd. To You know, lying is, we all tell like little white lies, but like a major, like Michelle and I lie to each other all the time, but I know Michelle's <laughs> lying. She's a terrible, she's a liar. She's one of the most brilliant people. She's a liar. <laughs> but in like a harmless way. What? Like in a, like... We were in Austin and I asked her to bring me some things because at like 37, 38, we both like still need help. I was like, can you bring me some dog shampoo and a face scrub? And I need a harness for my dog. So she brought those things. Oh, I'll travel to Austin and be like, I need you to bring me socks. She'll be like, I need to borrow a pair of shoes. Like, it's just like help. But um, it's like lost, like a traveling lost and found. So she goes, okay. She goes, I brought you this calming dog collar in case your dog wants it. This shampoo for your dog. Uh, this face scrub, she goes, and a little tea cloth because I thought it'd be nice for you to have a tea cloth. I go, what's, what's the real reason? She goes, okay, I got it for free. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> like, it's like little bullshit things. Um, anyways, that's my, my point is it's going to be really hard. You're going to always have in the back of your mind that this person is lying. Mm-hmm. So maybe give it some time, whatever. But I think you need to decide if you love this person enough and if you really are okay with the X thing. Mm-hmm. I've said the same thing like four times, but that's the answer. Yeah. Also, like, what is, why, what is this world where we're just dating? What is this, real housewives? Sometimes when people are, like, really rich, they can, like, only date each other. Yeah. And it gets, like, or, like, rappers always date. It's, like, the same three girls. Like, why was Black China the go-to for so many? Like, really? You can't find another girl with loose morals? Anywho, um, sometimes that happens. So, are you Black China? <laughs> are you Black China? That's Hi. Like, what do you think? 
You're not even listening. I think I mean I think You're the bigger the- issue is the lying and not the ex-boyfriend thing, but it's just weird cuz that girl was sitting there going, "Oh yeah, I have a crush on a, a man named She made so many extra lies. Chad, yeah, it's yeah, just like That's weird. And I it would be really hard to trust that person ever again. Yeah. So you give it. You know what'll happen? You know what'll happen? You're going to grow apart from this girl and in the perfect world, her and that guy get married. And it's like, okay, you know what? Maybe this all was for something. But in a couple of years, you'll be like, well, I, was, I, can't, I was really good friends with her for a little bit. Oh, that's so weird that she moved to a Dutch town right across the Rhone from me. That's, I think that's in Germany. Anyway, I don't know why she's dating your ex-boyfriend. What do you guys, live in a pod? You get on Hinge. You, okay, here's what you do. You find her ex mm. and you fuck him. And you don't tell anyone and you keep it as a delicious, <laughs> delicious secret. And then you make her apologize all the while holding on to this secret. And then one day when you're out having a friend hug together, you just say, oh, by the way, Nelson's a good kisser. And she'll be <laughs> like, what? I've decided that you guys are Northern Dutch? European, Dutch. I don't know. Okay. You heard my advice. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet while introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, and they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable, and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. 
And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Hi, Eliza, Emily, hey, and Co. For context, I'm a 22-year-old woman, and most things are going great for me right now. Almost every listener to this podcast. 22-year-old my- nurse. Let me guess. Let me guess. You just finished your PhD. Just finished my undergrad with yeah. honors, and I'm oh, working okay. at my student job, at which I just got promoted for a second time before I start grad school next year. <laughs> it's all of you. All of you are They're grad all going school. to grad school. Uh, they're all just smart, young women. <laughs> who kind of hate their best friends and don't know what to say to their dad. My question is about, you guessed it, boys. While I feel like I'm at the top of my game as far as everything else goes, I've been feeling perpetually single the last little while. I was in a relationship slash in love with a guy for what felt like forever, several years. But he was dating a friend of mine. Now me and the friend are close and I'm secretly dating the boy. Okay. And when he and I broke up, it absolutely devastated me and removed myself from dating for a year. But now I'm ready to get back to it. Dating apps don't seem to work for me. I'm finding it super hard to connect online. And when I do go out with someone, it never lasts more than a few dates. And I end it, then delete the apps for a while, then repeat the cycle. On top of all this, most of my friends are coupled or seem to have guys after them 24-7. And I just don't. Did you ever doubt there was someone out there for you? How do I get over not wanting to put work into finding someone? And what if I'm just too set in my ways and scared to be hurt again that I'm doomed? P.S. There's a guy at work that I think is cute, but I don't know how to talk to him. It makes me really nervous. Okay. I don't know what you look like. So let's pretend you're not ugly. Because if you're really ugly, I don't know. But I I doubt you are. Because even ugly girls sometimes have hot boyfriends. You ever watch like 600 Pound Life? Do they have hot boyfriends? No, they're not hot, but they always have someone. (laughs) Jodi always jokes. She's like, even they have boyfriends? Like you see women who are like, I can't stop eating my couch. And it's like her boyfriend's (laughs) like, I love her. Anyways, you don't want to date that guy. Let's say you're a normal looking person with, with a face. Oh. Um, <laughs> female comic, shames, faceless population. Um, <laughs> you're overthinking this. You're 22. And I know you don't want to hear that. You have so much time. You're not even the person you're going to be in like three years. It's so great that you've got all your priorities and everything up. I've never doubted that there were multiple people out there for me. The thing that you have about the apps, I think that a lot of people have they're like anti-dating apps as like a defense mechanism. Like I'm special and you know what? She's not working for me because the universe doesn't want me to be happy. They work and that's why so many people use them. Mm -hmm. There are some apps that are better than others and there are ways to post on there uh, and there are ways to sort of decode the right people. You don't want to go out with a guy that only texts you and never wants to call you or go out. You don't want to go out with someone that asks you for like a nude picture right off the bat unless you're like super horned up and into it. There are also men out there who feel the way you do and they're just giving it a shot. My husband had never done a dating app and was just like feeling, he's like, I guess I'll just be alone. Got on, met me. And now he makes all my meals. So don't get so down on yourself and don't be so focused on it. There are plenty of guys out there. Ask for that dude at work. Just talk to him. Boys, if I could impress one thing upon you, boys are not complicated. They are black and white. 
Some of them are Mexican. They're black and white. And all you have to do is talk to them. That's it. Mm-hmm. it. There's no nuance. It's not like women where it's like, well, they looked at me. What do you think that means? What it means is they're into you or they're not. That's it. If a guy says to you, he's not ready for a relationship, he's not into you. Mm-hmm. If a guy talks to you, texts you, he's into you, he's into it. I promise you, whatever you throw down, he's probably going to want to pick up. Mm-hmm. It's just not that complicated. Mm-hmm. And you'll know if he's not into you because he'll just like turn around and fart and walk away. Don't be so afraid. And several years you're going to look back and be like, why didn't I just talk to that guy at Der Wiener Schnitzel at my student job? <laughs> so just do it. It's, it's a big world out there. There's plenty of guys. I know there's Corona now, so the apps are probably your best bet. Mm-hmm. Just, just do it. You've got no, no one's going to be a dick. And if they are, it's character building. The stakes are not as high as we think they are. No. And pl- 22, you want to have a couple relationships. You don't want to get married at 22. You don't want to get married and be like, oh, teeny peeny. It's the only one I know. Just saying. Just say, give yourself a break. And uh, and you already said all these great things about yourself. So Yeah, I love that. I love that confidence. Things yeah, are going good. Hold on to that. And you, yeah. there are men out there who like that. Yeah. And it's okay to like dim your light a little if the dude's super hot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there are men out there that like that. So just don't get so heartbroken. Don't get so crestfallen. I know you're only doing it so because you're hoping the universe will be like, no, let me pick you up and give you a hottie. <laughs> the Lord helps those who help themselves. Hig. <laughs> Hig it. Hey, Liza and crew, I'm back with another question. My ex hit on one of my current friends and a few <gasps> girls I used to be friends with, Wait, but no longer is am. Is it a boy or a girl? It's a girl. This is a girl. My ex hit on what? One of my current friends and a few girls I used to be friends with, but no longer am. Because he hit on them somewhere. For some context, I broke up with him because he started using heroin, meth, and Xanax behind oh my, my back. God, where did he get that? He went to rehab and I watched his dog and truck while he did it for three months because I'm a kind human and I love the dog. You are a country song. This was right before the start of COVID when he got out of rehab. We've stayed in contact here and there, but no. nothing major on my no. end. On his end, he sent me paragraphs on how much he still loves me and how badly he fucked up. I don't buy into any of it because I have no interest in ever getting back with him even before I found out about what I initially mentioned. He's like, what I do? Was it the heroin through my eyeballs? Now that the context is out of the way, what I'm really asking is, do I say something about this to him or do I just block him on all the things and ghost? He's just trying to get to you. Yeah. It's just you by proxy. Yeah. So the answer is yes. Ghost, block, don't say anything. Like you're done. Yeah. You're so done. Yeah. You're not, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he's if he's sleeping with your sister. It doesn't matter if he's sleeping with a cardboard cutout of you. You are not interested in him. You are, you've done this man such a solid mm-hmm. by watching his shit while he's in rehab. Your obligation is ended. You are not his wife. Mm-mm. We're done. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the second he finds another girl that'll put up with his shit, like it'll all be about her and all the emotion that you poured into it will have been for naught. So you're done, move on. Mm-hmm. And him, it's not your friend's fault if he's like hitting on them or whatever, but like, even if it wasn't to get close to you, if it's to get close to you, it's like, okay, well, I'm never going to date you. And if it's not, then it's fucking psychopathic that he's doing that. Yeah. All signs, all signs, all signs <laughs> point. I'm very tired. Run from this, do not walk. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not worth it. There's done. nothing you're going to get out of it. Done. I watched your truck and your dog and we're done and you need to move on and find someone else. And, and I'm talking to you. I don't care what he does. Yeah. So let him hit on all your friends. What a loser. Yeah. I, I knew a guy like that. I'm not going to say when in my life. God forbid somebody's listening that knows it. It was basically just someone who 
never had a girlfriend, but would always have crushes on his friend's girlfriends and would always go for them because I think he was like uncomfortable with women. Like, oh, well, they tested him out. I guess it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Beware. Okay. Anonymous. It's not similar to your thing. I'm just saying. (laughs) We have an anonymous that is quite, quite the, quite the situation. Okay. Hello, all. Love the show. I listen every time I have to go for a long drive. It makes it fly by. I listen every time I got to go for a long dump. My dumps fly out. I'm sorry. It's fly so, out. so I did. A long run? Uh, drive. Oh, okay. I did the Ancestry DNA thing last year. Didn't get a ton of matches, so I went about my day. Turns out part armadillo. Well, last night I got a message from a woman who I match as a first cousin with, which apparently can be an aunt. Attached photo definition. And then they included first cousins. DNA matches who are first cousins share a match with one of your grandparents. Can be aunts and uncles, great aunts and great uncles, great nieces and great nephews. So not necessarily super close, but okay. I confuse ancestry with genealogy. So the armadillo (laughs) joke doesn't work, but I bet it still got a laugh. Long story short, my grandpa had an affair and bailed on the woman and she told him, when she told him she was pregnant. She was then adopted. He's since divorced and remarried his secretary and his new wife passed in 2009. My mom, his daughter, passed the same year. I only mention this because I would go to her for advice, but you know. Anywho, the woman who messaged me is said love child and lost her birth parents, one a decade ago and the other this year. She's looking for her real parents. So because I wanted to see where my ancestors were from, I'm now in the way of this chick meeting her father because I have no idea how he will react and I don't want him to get upset and then me have to tell her he won't meet her. But I feel like with him not being with my Nana anymore, he has nothing to be worried about. This lady loved her adoptive parents and she doesn't seem to have any ill will towards him. My grandfather is in his 80s though and I don't want anything to happen to him before she gets a chance to meet him. I have no clue what to do. I've attached pictures of her and one of my aunts and her in a collage so you can see the similarities i'm freaking out here i Thanks. believe you and then here's her with her grandpa and her husband just for that's the grandpa which one's the husband <laughs> let me see i never get to look at pictures of people what but why i don't have to look i believe you i don't think no this, is- this i know this is just this is just for us just fun extra so you're okay so just so- can you just go to your grandpa and be like here first of all this is not on you he's the one that cheated <laughs> Just go to oh, grandpa. Oh, she lost her adoptive parents. Oh, wait, no, but here's the thing. What's, whose side are you on? This woman who messaged Which woman? us uh-huh. signed up for ancestry. So now the other person is reaching out to her. Saying, so can you put me is, in touch yes, with grandpa, so my dad? Yes, yeah, so she is the only connection between them. Sure. And she's worried about talking to her grandpa about it because what if he says no and she has to be like, I, I think you just tell him and you give him all the information. And that other woman- she reached out, which was super brave of her. Mm-hmm. And she always wants to meet him. Yeah. It's shitty that your grandpa like wouldn't be like, yeah, I'll have a cup of coffee with this girl. Right. Because I guess the issue is she's the love child now that Nana- Is gone. I get that. With, it's Look, like- it's also a different generation. Like, right. I don't know. And I, you're not going to change him at 80 something. Um, I think you'd be remiss not to tell grandpa, be like, mm-hmm. hey, here's her name. Show the picture. She reached out. Here are the facts. So-and-so died. I know this is a lot of information. She would love to meet you. Like, just present it. And if he, for some reason, is like a, he's vehemently against it, you know, all you can say to the lady is, here's what I said to him, or maybe forward her the email you're sending to him, whatever, and be like, I said it to him, and it's up to him. I'm so sorry. Yeah. it's You're not an, like a family attorney. Right, right. It's, it's, I would do your best, because I think it would bring closure to her, and I'm sure there's a part of him that always wondered. Mm-hmm. You also may say this to your grandpa, and he'd be like, oh my God, 
Melania, I'd love to see her. You don't know. And that's the part that's going to kill you. So yeah. Yeah. Just present it to him. Yeah. You know, or just CC them both on an email and be like, peace. (laughs) Don't do that. That's I would say something because you don't know what he's thinking. Yeah. Just ask. I mean, this is a backlog question. So I think this has all been done. I would love an update. I'd love to know what you ended up doing. Yeah. 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 DM M. Hig directly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Her address is 327 (laughs) Catawangus Boulevard. There is a, yeah. There's a Cataragus. That's not where you live, though. No. Okay. The Rachel Moore says, if I'm invited to a wedding and RSVP that I am not coming, am I still obligated to send a congratulatory wedding card or gift? Yes. Yes. Don't be, yeah, don't be but cheap. Some, but it's like, but sometimes you can tell that you were invited just for that purpose. You Are you mean? rich and annoying? Because if so, they were hoping you wouldn't come. Sometimes you can tell. Yeah. Use your judgment on that. For the most part, it's like they wanted you there. It's nice to send something. Yeah, I don't know. How well do you know this person? Mm-hmm. If, if the answer is well at all, then you definitely should send a gift because you want them to have a nice marriage. Um, if you really don't have any money, it's okay to send a card. Mm-hmm. It's also okay to just donate $20 to a honey fund or, oh my God, the worst... Like a tree. Be like, I donated. A tree's been planted in your honor. Oh, it's a just game. Or like a star registry thing. I don't know how, how strapped for cash you are, but you could always do a donation in their name. You know, a donation has been made in your name and you don't mm-hmm. have to say how much the donation is for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no one's going to look that gift horse in the mouth. They'll be like, oh my God. An ant amputation center where they take the, the diseased legs off small fire ants and the donation's been made in our name. I'm just saying. Uh, but yeah, you don't want to be like, can't make it. Fuck off. <laughs> right. Figure it out. Yeah. Send back the invitation with like hot chocolate spilled on it. Like, I was having my snack, my huge snack when you called. Okay. Anonymous. Yeah. That's just part of being an adult. It's just everything costs money. Yeah. Got to donate. Anonymous. Hi, Liza and Emily. I'm 21 and finally broke up with my boyfriend of three years. Though he was very good to me most days, he was controlling, would tell me how to spend my money, and hated my family, which made me feel guilty for being around them. Ew. Also told my dad I was a bitch on my 21st birthday oh because my- I went to get drinks with my friends without him. God. I looked past all this for so long because he kept telling me no relationship is perfect and he would work on his insecurities. Oh, God. I finally realized these issues do not need to be tolerated. The podcast advice definitely played a role as well in getting my confidence up to break things off. I'm so glad. You're like, and then he went to rehab for heroin and Xanax. (laughs) I watched his dog in his truck. Now his family keeps reaching out saying how heartbroken he is and how badly they want me to change my mind. They're making me feel like I'm a monster for leaving their son. I obviously care about their family and know they care about me too, but I just feel like they're manipulating me and aren't respecting my decision. How do I respond, if at all, to them? This is such white trash. Ugh, garbage. Why did you break up with my son? Yeah, like tell them. Now he's our problem. Now yeah, that's what it is. That was really good. You broke out of character. It's like your SNL audition. Oh yeah, this is it. That was really good. This is your big break. Mm. Um, look, in this last tour that I did, where we did the um, we did the the drive-in tour. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I really, cause a lot of them were like rural areas, you know, and you have all kinds of fans from like, you know, people with a lot of money that are doctors and lawyers to people that are farmers to mm-hmm. people that cram their whole families in a car and everybody's in flip flops and 40 degree weather, mm-hmm. all kinds of fans from all different walks of life. And, you know, living in a city like this, you forget that, you know, some people do live in small towns. Some people do have drama like this. I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying I'm trying to keep an open mind because to me, this just sounds like such garbage. I'm not saying your garbage. I'm saying at 21 to have a, like, it feels like something, like it's a small town because Mm -hmm. in a city they'd be like, who cares? At 21 to have his family reaching out to you. It's so gross. And this guy has, there's such, the writing is so on the wall. I'm sorry. I'm not going to, I'm not one to be hysterical about stuff. He sounds like he's going to hit you one day. I'm sorry. To be that damaged and that abusive and that controlling that young, mm. like it's only going to get worse from there. No, And maybe it gets better. Maybe he's got some come to Jesus stuff he's got to do. It, there's just no reason to put yourself through this. And I applaud you breaking up with him. Mm-hmm. And where's your family? Where's your dad who hopefully defended you when this monster called you a bitch? Yeah. You should want to go get drinks with your friends and be independent and do those things and have a loving boyfriend who's supportive or wants to come along. Like, it's it's scary. And uh, I would hope that your family would be there to defend you. Mm-hmm. Don't answer the phone. Block their calls. Mm-hmm. Tell them to get a fucking life. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should go get a new boyfriend who's like bigger. <laughs> you stay on that path, little yeah. one. You don't know that family anything. They just want you to deal with them so they don't have to. And you know what? I'll tell you something. If we're being honest, I had a psychopath boyfriend when I was like 20. And my mom liked him, but knew there was something wrong with him, but was sweet because I was sweet to him. And like, I never told her that like, he would like stalk me when they were out of town and he would harass me and he would call me like 50 times in a row. Cause like, you kind of don't want to share that with your family, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you do feel a little alone. Um, the stakes are super high. Stay strong. Don't be afraid to lean on your family and tell this and block their number. Mm-hmm. They got to deal with their own loser son. Yeah. Tell me the next questions from that kid. <laughs> My girlfriend's being a real bee. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time, no additional charge, and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. 
we have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all bowl and branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bowl and branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bowl and Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. <laughs> Jackery's without me. Anonymous. Hey, Liza. My work's expanded. I'm looking at hiring an assistant. What I want to know is what is the secret to finding an awesome one like Emily and more importantly, keeping them happy and productive? I'll let you know. Uh, Okay. Let me talk about you like you're not here. Uh, We've told, people will ask the origin stories and we've told it a few times, but basically I worked at a comedy club and then you hired me to work with you. you from your situation. And you had not had an assistant prior. Correct. I, and I didn't, need one necessarily. Yeah. And I was like, I kind of hired you out of revenge Mm -hmm. to be vengeful. And I remember like I gave you a desk. I was like, we'll find some stuff. And then I slowly started, obviously my career has grown exponentially, but like I slowly started just like kind of delegating stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it's tough if you are a motivated person and a self-starting, you work really hard to let go of some things. I'm not a controlling person, but- you do, if you are thinking about, you know, getting an assistant, you want them to feel valued. And I remember when I hired you, I said, you don't need to check in with me. Mm-hmm. Like, I want you to, like, obviously you have like hours that you work, but like you organize your time. Mm-hmm. Like if you need to go run an errand for me, like you don't have to like punch in and out. Like just, I trust you to schedule things and to manage it. And until that person fails at that, <laughs> I really think there's no reason not to let people work the way that they want to. Wouldn't you think? not even paying attention. Yeah. Half asleep in a chair. I bought you. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh my God. You're supposed to be co- I also pay you to help me co-host this podcast. Yeah, well. What? What? How are you not chiming in? This is horrible. Yeah, no. I mean, here's you're the real, thing. You're being don't. a piece of shit right now. <laughs> don't hire someone that you don't trust to do a job. I don't understand having an employee that, and we run into this a lot with, with people that you work with through your business. Are you having an aneurysm right now? <laughs> no. It's- where where someone else just like totally doesn't do their job and so Oof. their boss wants me to do it. And it's like, why did you hire the person that you've hired? Like where people, once you become known as someone and this happens to your manager's assistant all the time because she's so Molly. incredible. Molly, Molly is so good at her job. That yeah. it's like when she was out of town, I found out she's doing 100 people's jobs because other people are just like, oh, well, Molly does it so good. It's like yeah. that, is it Everybody Loves Raymond? Where I can't do that. I can't put up the suitcase because you put up the suitcase so good. That's because he like, was lazy. and he I, Well, exactly. It's what I'm saying. Right. And so it's like, you, why have someone working for you that just isn't doing what they're supposed to do? Oh, I think some nice people don't know. Like nobody wants to think that they have shitty employees mm-hmm. and it is really hard to, rep- like- people get very defensive. Like I saw a doctor once and her nurse was an idiot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was when I had my miscarriage. The nurses were horrible. Mm-hmm. No eye contact, kind of rude. One was wearing a AK-47 necklace. Mm-hmm. 
And so the nurse, co- the doctor comes in. I was like, hey, I just want to let you know, like your staff is not that welcoming. And mm-hmm. and she was like, well, you know, it's Corona. And me, and you could tell that she was like not open to hearing that her staff was shitty. Right. I think it's natural to, to per- like, if I heard something about you, I would take your side first and then go to you and be like, did you say this to someone? As would I with you. Um, but it's if, if enough people over time were like, by the way, Emily always steals. So mean. <laughs> I, I eventually I'd look into it. This doctor doesn't read her Yelp reviews. And even you were like, yeah, all the reviews are like, doctor's great. The staff is really horrible. And that's one of the things you find out with a lot of vets offices is the staff is just like <laughs> a bunch of jerks. And you have to, it's like you, you weigh the options. You know, you're not, you're like 50-50 a consumer-facing business where- yeah. I'm mostly interacting with people behind, behind the, the scenes. scenes. The real right. people that pull the real strings. Right. I'm not talking to your fans and being like, hey, idiot. <laughs> you oh, know that wasn't I mean? you? No. <laughs> if you guys, it's not me. We got a DM so, from Eliza that says, hey, idiot. It's Emily. What was the, uh, she had two questions. No, it was just about find, like, finding an assistant, keeping them happy and productive. Um, that's the other thing is like, I've also had an assistant who like stole from me and wasn't that great at her job. So I feel like, um, you kind of don't know until you do. Like someone could give a great interview and then they're just not that great. It's continuously shocks me and it always makes me mad when you're right of how no one is doing you're mad, you're mad their all job. The time. Because it's so, it's like you expect when you are reaching out to someone whose job is X that mm-hmm. they're going to do X. And then you, Eliza, will be like, have you followed up with them? And I'm like, why would I? They're supposed to do it. Like, I'm not, they're supposed to yeah. do it. And then I'll be like, hey, following up. But they're like, oh, we had no idea we were supposed to do X. It's like, oh. what? If, if there's only one thing, I, when you leave this place, and I mean earth, Emily, <laughs> if there's one thing I can, I want to, you to take with you is that almost like, America breeds mediocrity everybody is looking for an easy way to do stuff. Mm. Everybody's on a three-hour fucking lunch break. Everybody's tired. Most people are inept. Nobody is working as hard as you think. And uh, and everybody thinks they're entitled to something and very few people are willing to like actually put in work. Right, you just want to be able to say like, I'm hiring someone for something, they're going to do it. And 90% of the time they are not going to do it. So then that other 10%, I'm like, oh my God, thank God. Thank you so much for doing your job. And they're like, yeah, no problem. It, it of really course is. I'm doing my job. And you're uh, like, well, no. <laughs> I'll give a great example, few and far between. Um, I was invited to an event. We'll leave it at that. I'm not going to go into it because then I was invited to an event and my and it was- I was invited like yesterday for Friday mm. and my publicist reached out and they were like, and it was kind of, it was like, it's a weird thing to be invited to whatever. And they were like, you know, just wondering why you reached out to Eliza versus this, the association for whatever. And the woman was like, well, I wanted to reach out personally. And my publicist was like, but, and he saw like the email chain. He goes, but you were told about the event 10 days ago. And he's like, so you sat on the invitation for 10 days and then invited her week of? And then the woman was like, well, I got sick. And it's like, oh, so you just don't do your job and then you pass it off. Nobody, unless you are cancer riddled in a hospital bed, you can move your finger to click something. Yeah. 10 days, I had coronavirus and I still did Don't Panic Pantry. So people, what you should know, you're going to run up against absolute idiots. You're going to run up against people that are entitled. You're going to come up against people who kind of just don't want to do their job. Mm-hmm. And you're the asshole for being like, hey, can we all do what we're supposed I know, to do? I feel like such a, I, I asked you about this. I asked, it must have been, it was someone like a doctor or something where I was like, hey, Eliza, should I follow up with this person? Or is it like rude to assume a doctor doesn't know what they're doing? It was something like that where I was just like, Ugh. Always follow up. 
Yeah. They're never there. And then nobody, like I, I booked a car for you recently and I reached out to probably eight car services and most of them gave me such like nonsense, like, well, it's this, but I don't know. And one person was like, here's the exact cost here. That includes tip. That includes tax. That is door Done. to door. Make it easy for me. Right. And I'm like, oh, great. And then they called me the the day of your trip and I'm like, oh God, there's going to, and they're like, oh, hi, I just want to see how, just want to check in and make sure like you guys are happy with there's it so, so far. And I'm like, oh, and they're like, we have the new optimal sneeze guard put in just one. And I'm like, Oh, okay. It's all good news. Like, like this speaks this- to my bottom of the cob. This idea that we should expect in this country, there's so much fucking bureaucratic red tape. Everything, someone's about to get sued for something. Oh, there's a union. Oh, no one wants to do their job. Oh, you're taking because there are so many bad people doing their jobs poorly. Mm-hmm. When someone does do their job, we're amazed. Yeah, it was and, a shock. And so, if you want to know how to help your employee, I would ask them how do you work best, and then give them the freedom to do that. And if it doesn't work, then you can have a discussion. But mm. I hired Emily, and I was like, however you want to do this, great. Mm. And you find your stride. Nobody mm-hmm. just clicks. You know, you got to figure that out. But yeah, that's it. And and let them take that on. Emily likes to hoard responsibility and keep secrets, and I let her. <laughs> I let her do it. I don't know how anything in my house works or where my phone is. I would love for you to know those <laughs> things. You refuse. No, no. It's okay. I want you to have responsibility. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When your husband was like, you should know how the pool stuff works. And I was like, does Eliza know? And he's like, I don't know. And okay, like, the okay. pool is different. <laughs> okay. I know now. Okay. After I left the heater and the pool on for two days. I know now. Okay. Too hot. Too hot. Okay. Hey, Queen's Eliza, baby, I much love to you all. You answered one of my questions. I don't want to be greedy, but I'm going to be anyway. So I'm in grad school. JK, I already went to grad oh school. <laughs> Just trying to go with the recent pod theme. A friend of mine invited me to his to be his plus one to a mutual friend's wedding, and I agreed because a lot of my friends are going, and I thought it would be fun. Plus, this guy and I are friends, so why not? COVID. My buddy who asked me to go, though, has feelings for me and has asked me out many times. And I'm just not feeling him like that and I've always turned him down. I told my boomer parents about the wedding and they both really got on my case about needing to have the conversation again that we're just friends. At what point is it not the girl's responsibility anymore to keep saying we're just friends? And if the dude can't handle it, it's his problem if he continues to get hurt. Yeah. Thanks for laughs every Wednesday. It's my favorite day. Uh, I think the fact that your parents are baby boomers is irrelevant. Um, we like love shitting on them, but it's like those parents. And and I think they're saying to have that conversation again because, okay, there's two things, because you agreed to go. Now, when I dated that psychopath who ended up lying about everything in his life, he had a huge crush on me, different psychopath. And I explained to him many times, I was like, I'm just not into you. I'm going out with other guys, but he still wanted to hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think- if you've been friends for a while and you've provided him with all the facts and you really love hanging out, that is on him. I do think, however, boys are dense and dumb and you are giving him a false hope. You're giving him a false hope by going with him. And again, I don't know how long you've been friends. If you've been friends since like third grade and it's like not that, you know, whatever. Also, are you really like flat out denying him or was it like me where like, yeah, I got drunk and kissed you once, you know, like- what, where's the line being drawn? I think it's unfair on her because she's told him, let's be friends 80 then, times. And he's like, okay, we're friends. Do you want to go to a wedding? Then I would friends? not go with him. And it's like- If he's not hearing it and he's continuing to ask you, you know, you, try to be the compassionate one. I, I, My whole thing is like, look, it's on them or whatever, but it does send a bit of a mixed message. And I've definitely, I'm guilty of this. If you continue to go, you're like, you know, because you're going to go, let's say you meet another guy there. It's going to break the guy's heart. Now, if you went to that wedding by yourself, 
and you weren't his date and you met someone, then that's different. But it is tricky if the guy really likes you to still be friends because he's always going to be kind of waiting. Now, it's not your responsibility, but maybe take the do no harm approach and be like, I just, I don't want to go as your date. But she wants, it's a plus one and she wants to see her other friends at the wedding. I mean, you can always fall back on, like, I told you how I felt. Right. Maybe go to the wedding and if he's a creep there, you can be like, okay, we're done being friends because you can't handle it. Or maybe you'll have a fun, friendly time at the wedding. Yeah. I mean, there's also, he keeps asking me out and it's cute versus like, he's crying. (laughs) Like, there's like, yeah, you know what? And I, and I would love to go out. Like it's, you got to kind of gauge it, but you know, maybe go to the wedding and then see how comfortable you are. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you know. Again, are you going, are you having a drink and being flirty? Also, are you flirty with him? And I know feminists aren't going to like that, but like, are you truly drawing a line in sand or are you kind of being like, I don't, you know what? Like you are cute. I would never, like, Mm. just make sure you're not being selfish. That's all. Mm -hmm. Make sure you are clear with your intention. Fair. Anonymous, I am 30 years old and had a long-term relationship of 10 years end in February. Also, hold on. If you're going to get drunk at that wedding, like take the Uber home. Like, you don't want it to be like, help me in the house. I'm drunk. I'm like, no slow dance. Just kind of. Okay. Right. Anyway. Okay. I am 30 years old. I'm 30 years old. And had a long-term relationship of 10 years end in February. I'm just writing this down. February. (laughs) And have since moved on. On. I'm still friends with my ex, so I've kept a new relationship quiet to be respectful and to avoid judgment. Got it. I feel like I'm ready to stop hiding, but I'm afraid of hurting my ex and all the talk. Should I just live my life and try to ignore the negativity or give it some more time until I feel 100% ready? Now there's some context here. My ex... My we new boyfriend and I all know each other. We grew up in the same town and have since dispersed and moved to other states. The people that have stayed in our hometown will definitely love this story and run with it. I'm far away, so it doesn't bother me too much, but all three sets of our parents still live in the town, so we come back for holidays. I feel like an awkward run-in is imminent this Christmas. P.S. My ex's parents are super mean, so I'm planning on eating Kashi Golden Crunch every time I go into public when I'm home for the holidays, just in case I get the chance to fart them into oblivion. There you go. Great wartime tips on this podcast. Uh, look, a 10-year relationship all through your, like, that's a lot. That is a large you, like, chunk grew, of your life. You grew up together. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long you've been dating this new person. Um, you don't want to run into a situation like we had with our other caller where you're friends with your ex and you're lying to them. That being said, it's your ex and it's time to move on. Mm. And it might be the perfect thing to like permanently separate the two of you. You don't need to be friends with your ex. If you date other people and your and your ex and you both have like the same PhD and something and your colleagues and, you know, you're friends now because you're both basically still single. And there is still that like, oh, well, we've got, you have so many ties to each other. At this point in your life, it's best to move on. This is a new chapter. I don't know how you feel about this new person you're dating. I understand not wanting to cause drama. I am not from a small town. So that part doesn't really resonate with me. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe just keep it quiet for now until you're positive you're in love with this person. Uh, But I would still try to distance yourself from the ex because you should both kind of be moving on. 10 years and you called it quits. You couldn't get married after 10 years. It's not, you're not meant for each other. Yeah. 10 years. Yeah. Or this relationship is what it takes to realize you belong with that person. Like don't make any sudden movements, but you want to kind of start to move away from your ex. And if you're Mm -hmm. meant to be together, it'll come back together. Right. What you don't want is to come home having dated both. And you're like in this small town and you're like, I just go back and forth between Tom and Harry. 
Yeah. So yeah. you let your conscience be your guide. Also, like, is your ex still into you? And if you don't hate that person, you know, you don't want to hurt them. But you also don't want to, because then he'll accuse you of lying. He'll be like, you were dating, you were dating Miles behind my back this whole time. Yeah. So I think after 10 years, you, you, you owe. Yes. Uh, just like, Men hey, will, in case we run into each other, I just want to let you know I am seeing someone. Men will always respect you. Like, here's what, here's how you phrase it. Hey, I love you. I don't even say no, that. Don't, don't even say, say that. I say, uh, I care for you and I respect you. And we dated for 10 years. And so I wanted to give you the respect of this mm-hmm. because I didn't want you to hear from someone. I didn't want it to be a shock. I wanted to say this to you. and I didn't want to make a cuck out of you. <laughs> you know, it was a Shakespearean term before and now conservatives it's gross, co-opted it to yeah. make fun of liberals, which doesn't even make sense. I know. Okay. Okay. Cuck it. No. It's not a bad word. I don't like it. It's not like the C word. I know, but it just is not good. I'm not going to say it. it. No. Are we even allowed? I mean, we can't. This podcast is marked as explicit. (laughs) But I don't think people like it. I I rarely even say the F word. Yeah. That's not true. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I've never, I think in my life, I've said the C word like once. Yeah. That takes a lot. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's not a racial slur, but it's up there with one. Yeah, where you're like, you really got to push it out. When someone says it, like the N-word, unless you're from like a like really England. racist area. When someone's, <laughs> even when the British say it, I'm just like, Ugh. I'm like, over here, we don't. Yeah. So don't. <laughs> even, okay. Okay. Okay, we've got a, a long one and I'm going to read you the whole thing because I think the context that she's writing this in is I'd important. I'd sooner call someone a fat slut. I mean, yeah, that's nothing. Oh, I didn't even have to say it just then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're just going to let me die on that one, aren't you? You're not even (laughs) going to help me. You're not even a good friend. You didn't even jump in and say, yeah, we're fat sluts together. You just let me be the only one. Wait, but you're saying I wouldn't even call someone a fat slut. Why would I then say, yeah, we both are? Because you knew that I said it. And and now people are going to write in and be like, I'm a fat slut and that hurts my fat slut feelings. And there's never been a better time to be a fat slut. (laughs) There you go. You said it. There you go. If you want to shame her for you for pairing words, fat and slut. Okay. Thick sluts coming this fall. Hard. The fox. Okay. Please forgive the late night message. I have a professional dilemma and can't sleep. My prayer is that this reaches your producer and will be broadcast on your show or answered privately. Well, your prayers were answered. We're here. I work for a small family-owned company. In this company, our only HR personnel is the HR manager. This person has an apparent and obvious problem with me, though I do everything to the best of my ability. I arrive to work between 15 to 30 minutes early. I'm accountable. I often get all my work done for the day with anywhere from one to three hours to spare. I maintain professionalism to the best of my abilities, and I'm an honorably discharged veteran. This HR manager, from what I can perceive, is always looking for any way that they can to yell at me even going so far as to constantly look in the windows of my personal office and even trying to look down at my computer screen to make sure I wasn't working on one of our mandatory breaks. Yesterday afternoon, this particular person even went as far as to corner me in my personal office and yell at me for using the warehouse bathroom, which apparently is only to be used by the union workers, and ordered me by stating, you better walk past my office and check the office bathroom before you go out to the warehouse bathroom. And then to make matters worse, they wouldn't allow me to defend myself and also included the accusation that on multiple occasions, I've almost hit multiple cars on my way out of the parking lot after work. This isn't true. I had plenty of distance and am not the only person rushing to leave at the end of the day. However. We're trying to get away from that lady. 
What's really getting me is that this person overstepped their boundaries and accused me of being an entitled veteran when all (gasps) that was necessary was a simple be more careful or something to that extent. I keep replaying that moment from that day over and over in my head and I can't sleep because of it. I've never been accused of being an entitled veteran until now and I'm obviously very hurt by it and don't know what I can do about it, if anything. I've never heard the phrase entitled veteran. I was wondering if you could give me any practical advice about it. Thank you very much. I know this was long. Just want to be sure you saw the whole story. Thank you and God bless. It's a boy Little American girl. flag. It's a girl. This is a girl. It's I find it interesting she didn't say the gender of the 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 supervisor. Because it's a woman. My initial thought was that it's a man. No. Um, Ooh. Okay. So this person is coming in 15 to 30 minutes early, getting Maybe all their they work don't like done. you because you're a goody two shoes. Maybe you work too <laughs> you're hard such and you're a making good everybody look bad. Okay. I don't know what branch of the military you're in. But if you were a Marine, you better let that Marine come out. Like, I would, I'm so, if you are telling the truth and you are just like a good worker and this person, it feels like they're holding you to the rules to such a T that it's almost impossible. It's, there's something that's, so the car thing is obviously insane. And I wonder if maybe she has a reserved spot and it makes this person mad. Like the fact that they're like, when you leave, you almost hit cars. Guess what? If you're not hitting a car, it's not a problem. (laughs) Like this person is watching her, looking for things to ding her for. The bathroom thing is insane. insane. Now, unless there's been like a lawsuit or something. Now, yes. Okay. But that's the thing is it's union workers are supposed to use that bathroom. So he, so this supervisor is like, you better walk past the other bathroom before you go to that one. Wait, why would you walk past the other one? So I guess it's like maybe she went and used the warehouse bathroom because the, she had to the dump other out. one was full. It was full and she had to poop. And so this, this supervisor is saying like, I better see you walking right. past and checking it and rattling the door handle okay, before you use another bathroom. I wonder if, see, that's the thing. That's the thing. It isn't as if it's for union workers only. That union bathroom, I bet you, was given so that union workers have a- somewhere to go. Mm. So it's like, all bathrooms are for, all union workers can use bathrooms. Not all bathrooms are for union workers or something. Okay. So the fact that one, it's not that you can't use any, it's that union workers needed a bathroom. Right. So, so it's, like, it's actually irrelevant if the other one is full because you have access to all of them. The point was that union workers, I'm assuming, didn't have a bathroom. So now mm-hmm. they do. Mm. Okay. That's to me what would make sense. So, but- Right, but the, the biggest issue. You're what like, is keeping? No, but I mean, but Here's what's what keeping do. her awake at night is that this person called her an entire. They attacked your character. Veteran. They attacked your character. Yeah. and here's what you do because there's professional dinging and then there's personal pref, uh, personal opinion, mm. and that's what that is. And as a military person, first of all, that's an attack on your character, and and I've never heard the pairing entitled veteran. Like I've never heard those words put together because they're so humble. I tried to give my seat to a. Uh, someone enlisted on a plane once and it was like a big to-do. Actually, it was the airline who stood in the way. I remember that. They would not let us switch. And I was like, oh, cool. You're awfully anti-American for an airline that moves about the country so freely. Um, You have to have, and I would encourage you, since this is the HR person, you know, maybe have a, a witness there um, well, so this is the HR person. Yeah, but you could have a, a, a witness there just so Ooh. that they can. Search to see if your state is a one or two party consent state. Okay. And when you get called in to talk, if you are allowed to record, which if it is a one party consent state, you should be able to. There I believe go. California is two party. Look at you. Have your phone so recording. <gasps> what have you recorded of that I've said at your live screen? I'm not you. allowed here, but we're recording this recording. right now. <laughs> and 
Okay. Write things down. Like say like October 5th, okay. this yes. person's have a log so that if this person tries to fire you later, you can be like, actually. Here's the thing. Also, you know, here's the thing. The issue it comes down to is personal opinion versus professional uh, professional issue. So what you're upset about isn't all the other things. You're, you're, what you have an issue, what you have an issue with is that this person called you an entitled veteran. Mm-hmm. That it's, it's assailing your character and it has nothing to do with your job performance. Mm-hmm. And you can say to them, if you have an issue with the way that I perform my job, if you have a complaint that is pertinent to the way that I perform my duties, I would like that feedback. Yeah. But it is completely inappropriate. And if I can say it hurt my feelings, I will. Mm-hmm. It is completely inappropriate and disrespectful mm-hmm. to say that I'm an entitled veteran. And I ju- and you could say to them, I just want it to be clear since this is a professional relationship. Yeah, I, there's no need. Your personal opinion has no place in this workplace. Well, and that's why you want to keep things in writing so that if the HR goes to your boss and says, "I've had to call in anonymous six times this week," you can be like, "Yeah, they called me in to yes. say that I almost hit a car. They called me in on this day to yes. say I was an entitled veteran. They called." When you present someone with that many facts, that person's going, oh, 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 oh. You could even go back into their office and be like, here are the past like five infractions. And, but I think what's bothering you is keeping you up is that they insulted you. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that they wrote you up, oh, you were late for something. Right. They injected their personal opinion and brought your character and professionalism into it yeah. based on nothing. And so you have the right to say to them, if you have something professional, that you want to address, that's fine. Yeah. But insulting me is completely unprofessional and I will not tolerate it. Yeah. And you look them right in the eye just the way your drill sergeant did with you. <laughs> and like put the, not the fear of God in them, but like, you know. You're not going to This person it. is obviously wildly unhappy and has oh. an issue with you. Um, and you could even ask, look, look, I don't have a real job. So it's easy for me to tell all of these people that have like normal jobs, like grab them by the balls. Here's what you say. But you can say, I think, it's tough because if you say, I think you have a problem with me and I'd love to squash it, most people are cowards. They'd be like, I don't have a problem with you. I, I just want about. you to do your job. Yeah. And you're like, I am impeccably. Yeah. And if you call me an entitled veteran again, I will put your face through a wall. <laughs> don't say that. But, but you get the gist. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry that that happened to you. Anonymous. And then when you leave, make sure to turn on your heels like they do in the military. <laughs> like do a military walkout. And then, and then nothing. And then just... You, I want that person to just hear like, like just quietly re-rack it. No, no, that's horrible. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. Hi, Eliza Chomfu and Emily. I, 34-year-old female, have found myself in a miserable situation with a recent ex-boyfriend, 33 years old. I decided to end things with Ooh, him younger about- man. <laughs> Ooh, cradle robber. I decided to end things with him about six weeks ago because our communication was terrible and our arguments would always result in him dumping me unless I gave in to him. Ew. I told him I couldn't see him anymore because of these communication slash conflict resolution issues. And while he initially said he understood, a couple days later, he took to texting me a bunch of nasty things. Oh, what's that? He didn't resolve the conflict? I blocked his phone number and then the emails started pouring in and haven't stopped. While they don't contain physical threats, he's obviously extremely angry, calling me disgusting names and blaming me for all things wrong in his life. His dad reached out to me to say he was worried about him and I advised him that we were no longer in contact. He said anytime he reaches out to his son, the response is threats of violence and he doesn't stop talking to him. So on a whim, I reached out to his ex-wife to see if she received similar his harassment ex-wife? and asked when He's it 33. ended. She said she continues to get emails three plus years later. 
all oh, vulgar God. and blaming her for his issues. My question is, do you think something like this is worth reporting to the police? Yes. No. I feel like this guy is just spewing hate at everyone who has been in his life, and a part of me just wants him held accountable for his actions. Another part of me pities him because he's obviously in a bad mental state, and I wonder if this would just make things worse. Thoughts? Okay. Uh, here's what's tough, and I know this having dealt with a stalker who's done way worse. The state kind of doesn't care unless you're dead. So he actually hasn't done anything illegal. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a police officer is going to say like what he wants to do. You can't really get um, a restraining order or anything like that. You keep a record of everything. Mm-hmm. The first time he threatens you, you print that out and you can try to take that to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, I would continue to do what you're doing, blocking, you know, don't tag where you are. I'm so sorry you have to deal with this, but women have to deal with this. Don't ever tag, this is some celebrity secrets. Don't ever tag where you are when you're there. You know, you don't want this to escalate. This guy has a psychotic break. He shows up somewhere, you know? Uh, maybe keep bear spray by your bed, like I do, among other things. Um, and inform your friends and family about what's going on. Yeah. Like, just kind of keep a productive bubble. Do not engage. Do not reply. And t- if Ever. your dad reaches out again, say, I, I am, not, him all I am the not part of this. Yes. I am not dating him anymore. I do not want to be involved. I would set a spam filter. Mm-hmm. That way it'll go somewhere, but you don't ever have to see it. Right. But you can refer to it if you need to. You know, and just kind of keep an eye out. Uh, but this is, sometimes as women, we're like, oh, and what should I do? I feel bad. This person, if he's still contacting his ex-wife and saying the Three same stuff later. to her. Yeah. he oh. He's fixated on you. Yeah. You've just got to put some distance between you. Mm. Uh, it doesn't matter if you dated them or didn't. When people, and I'm not saying this guy's a stalker, but I am saying he has like crazy person tendencies. Mm. Your guy. You want to give him no reason to engage. You want to give him no reason to further attach to you. So let all the allies in your life know. Keep a record. I would, uh, just so you don't have to deal with it every day, I would put a spam blocker on there. I would, you know, block it. And I would even, I would almost want to even make like a secret account so that I could keep up with his instant. Like I would want to know, check in once in a while to like make sure he's not like camping out or something. For your own safety, just be able to check in to see where that person is. Yeah. So you're not totally in the dark and he's just behind you. I'm not saying it's going to get that bad, but yes, if his dad reaches out, just, I would have a cop, pace and copy, like, here's the police. Here's a mental health center nearby. Here's the thing. This is what you should do. I'm no longer in contact with your son. Right. Please, please deal with this. Like, I, I yeah. For him to come to you, it's like, mm-hmm. <sighs> this is not the first time someone's been like, yeah, and the family reached out. Like, you're a girl. You're a kid. Yeah. You know, like you're just a part, like you're just living, you're like, you're not a mental health care professional. You're not a doctor. You're not the police. Why is a grown man coming to you? You owe him nothing. You owe him nothing. Yeah. Even if you were married and you, you owe him nothing. If somebody does something to break your trust in a meaningful, like you owe him nothing. All of these girls, you guys have to stop. I understand that we're the gender that like writes hearts over things and we're the maternal ones and we have ovaries and we're sweet. Yes, and when that is broken, you don't owe anyone anything and you can't change them. Yeah. And especially when we're this young, like move on. I've dated a a couple of guys now where like, I just didn't stick around. I was like, you got problems with your ex. This is not on me. You're a crazy person, goodbye. Sometimes they don't leave you alone. Sometimes they do. But like, it's such a big world out there to get caught up with like some fucking psycho who has a hard on for his own issues. Ugh. 
You don't owe them anything. Do you think he's copy pasting the same emails he sent to his ex-wife to her? I'd be interested. Or writing you know new what? ones. I'd make friends with that ex-wife so you two can go to court together. If if it comes and to maybe it. Maybe you guys yeah. start dating. <laughs> oh, everyone make love. Okay, well, then it's time for Top of the Cop. What's Top of the Cop? Kick it. It's the Top of the Cop. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the Cop. My Top of the Cop is... um. My neighborhood wanted to do trick-or-treating. Um, and so, you know, we're not doing it this year because of corona, but the suggestion was, okay, well, people can put candy outside and mm-hmm. we'll just do it uh, for the couple kids that live on the block. And people have suggested, okay, put the candy in individual plastic bags to hand out. And I just wrote an email. I don't really get involved in like neighborhood committee things. And I just said, I'm not doing that. Hi, I don't think a lot of you know me because I'm very quiet <laughs> about where I live. Hi, uh, I'm not doing that. Uh, I don't know if you know, but candy already comes wrapped in plastic. <laughs> so I don't know who the weirdo is handing out individually unwrapped Tootsie Rolls, but the candy will be out. Damn. We will have hand sanitizer and hopefully your kids are washing their hands when they come home anyway. Right, and I not just licking the package. Yeah, someone was like, we can do paper bags. I'm like, it does, you could, then where does it end? Because I still have to touch the bag that I'm putting the candy in. Right. So- short of me wearing a hazmat suit and like doing one of those Homer Simpson pliers that he takes that little <laughs> green rod out in the, of the fire in the credits. Uh-huh. And I just said, I'm not doing it. I'm yeah. just not. I, which brings me also to my bottom of the cob. I'm going to do it at the same time. Oh. <laughs> I am tired of, and this is a human thing, hysteria taking over critical thinking. You know, oh, there's Corona. Okay, so let's all do that. Let's all do this thing, you know? And the the shaming and how no one's allowed to critically think or ask questions. Everyone has to just go with the flow. Otherwise, you're a heretic. Uh, uh, it just, it's overwhelming. Uh, I think a great example is, I mean, obviously the election we're going through, because we're so polarized, you can't say anything good about anything conservative. I am not a conservative, by the way, but- just because you are a member of the Republican Party doesn't mean you're this backwoods redneck. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. You know what? If you had, uh, no, and see, that's the thing. If you had billions of dollars, you know, if you had millions of dollars and you wanted, a Republican, by the way, the core tenets of being a Republican is that you want less taxes, smaller government. But so not the case now. But that's not everyone that I, I appreciate that it represents Donald Trump and I don't want him to be president, but you're getting swept up into this thing. This is why I'm not registered for a party. If the core principle of being a Republican is less government, it doesn't make sense that you would want the government regulating a woman's uterus. So it is two different groups of thinking, but it's being put under a banner. There's no room for nuance anymore. And there's no room. See, you just mm, me. Like there's no room to have a discussion. And that further divides people. And that bothers me that I can't say I'm liberal. I want liberal things, but I don't think every conservative is an idiot. And it's like, well, you should die. I'm just, no one can have a discussion. Nobody's allowed to say someone might be smart, but I don't agree with their things. And it's the lack of nuance that is, is throwing us into another stone age. And no one's allowed to have an opinion or say anything. You've just got to be blindly have an allegiance to the cause. Any cause. There's going to be nuance to every cause. Are you ready for my top of the cop? Yeah. My top of the cop is 
My friend wrote a book, Sam Hurley wrote a book called Compliance. And you know when someone does something and they're like, hey, will you look at this? And you're like, oh, it's going to be bad. Yeah. And I don't want to read it. And I got to my house and it was 500 pages. And I was like, oh no, oh. it's really good. And I got it Thursday. I already finished it. I've been reading it every night. And I was like- What's it about? Thank God. It's like a like an action thriller. Oh. Like these people come together. It's like not your- but These people like come together. They're, they're, they're trying to stop a, a science thing from happening. It's like, but it's like an action-y. Yeah. And he's like a big movie guy. And it kind of has like a little bit of a movie vibe. But when I had a 500-page book in my hand that I needed to read, I was so yeah, that's distraught. A lot. And then I was like, oh, thank God. I'm really like every I night I was excited. Every night I was so excited to read it in my bed. And I was just like, ah. And I it's called my- Compliance? It's called compliance. What if you're like, it's a compliance manual for all Verizon employees? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm sure so excited to read it. No, but I did. I bought the paperback because I was like, I want the physical copy, you yeah, know? You but it. but it's so big that I'm like in bed and I'm like, my little arms are holding this book up Aww. while I read it. Uh, but it's good. I finished it. But I'm mad because it kind of ends in a way that like leads to one of this. So I like text them. I'm like, when's the second book? Jerk. Oh, you're one of those fans. Yeah. Yeah. Like a uh, misery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Okay. And my bottom. Look, you did both yours. Now it's me. I'm ready. I'm now just it's here. My, time. my bottom is this is going to be the first Christmas I'm not spending with my family Aww. ever in my life. But I can't risk it. You can I drive. It's it's too. I have Gracie. I got a boy. I would have to drive home. Then I have to quarantine. Put the cat in a okay, thing. I'd have to quarantine when I got there. By the way, and then go see them. I okay, just can I, I can't get them sick. They're senior citizens. Hold on. Two things. One, it's a cat. Put out a pound of food and a box of sand. The cat w- will like never see you again. It's fine. It's not a dog. It doesn't need to be walked. Gracie could be fine. No, she wouldn't be fine because she needs food at specific times. You don't think an animal knows to just feed itself? I, I, I love Gracie with my all my heart. Yeah. I don't know how smart she is. Okay, I'm I feel be that. honest. I get that. I, I, don't. I share a similar sentiment <laughs> about my own animal. Uh, you could board her. Yeah. Okay. So I board her, but the, the the thing is, I could not, I could not live with myself going home and getting my parents sick. I just can't. Okay, you could drive. I mean, so I drive. It takes me three days to get there. Then I have to quarantine and not see them. I don't think here. Can I be honest? I. Flew around the whole country during this tour mm-hmm. when I didn't get corona because I wore right. a face mask the entire time. I didn't touch anyone's hand. Yeah. I used sanitizers, hand sanitizer wipes. I didn't go anywhere where, you know, I think there is, there are people flying around the country. But- Absolutely. And a 99% chance it would be totally fine, but I don't want to be the one that brings Well, you could go something. home and get a rapid test, stay at a hotel for one night and get a rapid test and get it the next day or 15. I went, I got one in Austin in 15 minutes. Yeah. I mean, but the, all the tests, they're like, oh, well, you could still have it. It could have tested. It's like, it's just so, it's so, it's so nebulous. I just can't. That's fine. I'm I such an that. anxious person. I respect that. So me and Gracie will spend our first Christmas together. We've never spent a Christmas together because she's always boarding. Okay. I'm going to ask you something and I know you're going to say no, but if you would like to spend it with us, you can. No, but thank you. Why? No. Because I'm going to be with Gracie. You can bring the cat. I'm not going to bring my cat. All right. Here. You know what? Rot. I don't care what you do. Rot. Over here. Yeah. I'll be over here. That's <laughs> so aggressive. Rot. Hope you rot on Christmas. I was just trying to be nice. I appreciate no. it. I'm going to be at home crying. I'm going to be busy. I don't feel bad because you had a chance to spend it with a nice Jewish family. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you're not who I want to spend it with. I don't. It's, it's Noah's family. They do it. No, they do okay. the seven fishes. His mom is Italian. That's an Italian-American thing. Do you know about this? No. 
Italian Americans do something on Christmas Eve called the seven fishes. And it's, you have seven different kinds of fish, but it's not like all carp. It's like lobster or scampi or shrimp or whatever. And you eat seven fishes. It's an, I'm sorry, it's I'm an, allergic to shellfish as it turns out. Have I told you I can't eat shrimp? Arr. I have nothing good going for me anymore. I mean, this job is pretty dope. And I give you so much free stuff. I can't eat shrimp. You want know, a great taco? A shrimp taco. Has anyone ever told you you're hard to love? <laughs> it's not that you're hard to love. You just don't accept love. And that makes me feel bad. I ate those little macarons you gave me. I gave, oh, there was more than one? In the thing? There was two and I ate both. Good. Sucker. I didn't want them, which is why you get them. <laughs> I also just want to say one more thing to my thing about thinking for yourself. It does terrify me. Like that nobody is allowed to even say, uh, maybe Amy Comey Barrett isn't a total idiot. It's like, yeah, she might, like, yeah, she doesn't stand for anything I would like, but I'm not going to sit here and say this woman's an idiot. Mm. And no one's allowed to even say that. And that this absolute uh, polarization is what makes it hard to have a conversation. And I I understand people are going to be like, oh, well, if someone's racist, it's like, for sure. But when we make these sweeping generalizations about people, it further, it makes a disparate accusation. Mm. There has to be room. Uh, Black Lives Matter, for example. Yes, Black Lives Matter. I went to the rallies. I donated to the causes. I posted about it. But when I see someone who is pro-Black Lives Matter posting about Louis Farrakhan, and I'm like, hey, he hates Jews. And I should be allowed to say that. Mm -hmm. I should be pro your cause, but you should also want to hear that I would prefer six million of us not be exterminated again. And so this idea that you have to have a blind allegiance to a cause and not question it is what's scary to me. And that's for all causes, all things. And that's why we have this democratic process where you can question things and vote for different things and you can have conservatives and liberals also representing your city in different measures. This idea that we're all, if we're all one party, we're all aligned and identical is insane. And so it scares me that no one's allowed to talk. Otherwise you get, right now people could be like, oh, she must be racist. It doesn't matter what I do or say. It doesn't matter how much you donate to, what cause you take up for. All it takes is one person with enough followers deciding that you're not perfect and you're a bad person. And that's what you are. And we as a society, uh, I was offered a shirt some, recently, a company offered me a shirt that says, apologize to the Dixie chicks. Now they have a version that says apologize to the chicks. Um, and if you didn't know about the controversy, it was when Natalie Maines, like she criticized the war that George W. Bush had us in and the world set them on fire in like 2003. We are no better with our pitchforks and our torches than we were during the witch trials. And there's actually things at stake now. And so I think we owe it to our democracy, to our Republic, to ourselves to try to have nuanced conversations. And I'm not talking about fucking Richard Spencer's of the world and the KKKs and racist people and anti-Semites and that small percentage of hate-filled people. I'm talking about regular normal people that deserve to have some nuance and, and a discussion. And, and shame on you to the people who don't allow for a room for discussion. And that's on both sides. Liberals do it a lot too, like you just did to me. Mm. You're the problem. In the seventh grade, I walked around with a sign on my neck that said, oh, abolish the electoral college. And I don't oh remember God. what precipitated that. I just have flashes of doing it. And I'm like, I don't think, why did I care so much? I love that you cared. <laughs> anyway, it's, uh, it's just that. 
So that's my, my bottom of the top <laughs> is that uh, I feel that we're a nation that's lost the capability to have a discussion or ever say the phrase like, yes, but. Mm-hmm. And you can say yes, but not as a way of validating something awful, but you can, there's nuance. There's shades of gray. Yes, um, 50 of them. Those are hot books. Did you ever read them? Yeah, I read all three in like a day. I feel like the writing was better than Twilight. <laughs> the You know what it was? As you're reading, you're like, someone old wrote this because it's like, and he listened to, you know, box number seven. seven. No one listens to classical music. And if you do, you're lying. You say, like, like the stuff that he was into and like the idea that you'd be this like multimillionaire at like 20, like it was all like older women being like, oh, like just the references. I was like, this is not a young woman, but um, <laughs> still she was wrote a, by the grace of God that ended up being, because there's so many books like that. It could have been. Yeah. But it was uh, a tasty time. Good job, you. I think Dana Brunetti produced those. Did he? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Are you done? Oops. Phone call. Bye-bye. At Delta, we know Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. On the next flight, 8C is Mandy, a foodie. So we offer all types of food options. Because at Delta, everyone flies their own way. Delta, keep climbing. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.